Hi, welcome to Bridging Knowledge and Policy Elections podcast, a podcast from the Institute for Governance Reform, IGL. This is Emmanuel Sandy, and in today's podcast, I'm talking to Reverend James Lahai, the National Coordinator for the National Elections Watch New, on the recent switch from the first-past-the-post system in Sierra Leone to the proportional representation, the PR, and what does that mean for the June 2023 elections. So, Reverend, um, if you don't mind me calling you, you can call me any Mr. Reverend James. Thank, thank you. Um, so let's go straight to the point. The government of Australia just approved a new electoral system, the PR, Proportional Representation System. Um, what does that mean for the next elections? Actually, it is not new because we have used it for president for parliamentary elections in 2002, even in 1996. But it's taken a very long time for its reintroduction. And so several people, even among elites, do not know how that system works. But the Electoral Commission Sierra Leone has gone ahead to do regulations that will guide the operations of the PR system. What this means for our electoral process, we may not be having by-elections anymore because political parties are going to present their lists and on the basis of percentage votes scored at district level, seats are allocated to the various political parties as well as independent candidates. So we will not be having again by-elections? No, there there is no need for by-elections because whenever there is a vacancy now, the Electoral Commission will just check on the list that they have for that political party and see who is next on the list. And that, that person automatically becomes the next member of parliament for that district. Um, What should citizens know about this new system, especially with regards to um, how seats are formed for MPs? Like I answered in your first question, every political party that is contesting the election for parliament and uh, local councils because the PR does not cover the presidential election and the election for males and chairpersons. It is the parliamentary and local council elections. Each party will have to present a list to the Electoral Commission Sierra Leone during their period of nominations. This leads are what will now guide the Electoral Commission Leone in the allocation of seats. The Electoral Commission Leone has already allocated seats to each district in the country using the 2015 census data and the 2021 midterm census data. An average of that has been taken to determine how many seats 
of the 135 seats each district has secured. So now for the district, for it to be determined how many seats uh, a political party gets at the district level is dependent on the percentage of votes that they get in that district. But of course, for any political party or independent candidate to secure a seat, you have to get the threshold, which is 11.9%. So if your party does not get 11.9% of the votes cast in the district, you will not be entitled to a seat. All political parties that get above that are the political parties that will get seats. And the number of seats they get will be determined by the percentage of the votes that they get. The higher the percentage of votes a political party or independent candidate gets, no, political parties of course, gets, the more seats you get. Unlike independent candidates, it does even if you get 100% of all the votes, you will be entitled to only one, one, one seat. But for political parties, the higher your percentage of votes scored, the higher the number of seats you will get. So um, this was key, you know, um, civil societies also were discussing, you know, like letting the um, percentage for independent candidates, you know, for the figure to be low so that they also uh, would benefit. So to say for independent candidates, for example, that do not get much votes, they do not get the percentage for them to have representation in parliament, what would be their fate? Uh, well, as far as I am concerned, practically, Independent candidates have no place in the PR system as it's going to be implemented for the 2023 general elections. Because you'll be contesting against political parties whose presence is right across the district. Your influence as an independent candidate might just be at constituency level. And for you to garner as many votes to let you secure a seat, it's almost impossible. It's practically impossible. So, as far as I know, there will be no independent candidates in the coming parliament. So, um, Reverend, New is one key institution when it um, comes to elections. Um, the name itself, National Elections Watch. So, as an institution, what are the things that you guys have put in place yeah, to help um, monitor or coordinate with other institutions to see that we have a peaceful election? Well, we are relating with uh, the election management bodies. Principal among them is the Electoral Commission Review. We had a meeting with them yesterday, and the meeting was intended to strengthen the partnership between the two institutions because collaboration is, is needful to ensure that we have credible elections come June 2023. 
outside that we are also uh, doing our membership mobilization screening old members to see if they are still apolitical and they are still in place their registration is still valid and we are also registered uh, new members that have shown interest by applying and uh, are, are filling our forms. So that membership drive is ongoing. We have also reached out to donor partners for funding because we have a strategy now in place that we would want to use for the observation of the elections. And uh, that strategy has to be funded. And so we have done that. We have received some commitments from some donor partners. And, uh, but yes, still, there are still some gaps. And we have also done some gaps analysis to see what is still lacking, what is still needed for a full implementation of our strategy. But we are still in engagement. We are still discussing. And we are hopeful that we will receive the funding we require for uh, a full implementation of our strategy. I also hope you have it. The issue of hate speech has been prevalent. And we did a poll, the Institute for, Institute for Governance from IGI did a poll in August last year that showed that social media has been one of the primary sources for um, hate speech. From an election expert's perspective, do you foresee violence looking at what is going on as a nation and what we have experienced last year, August 10th, how hate speech was taken to another level using social media? Do you foresee violence in this next election? Well, looking at past trends, are there Involving. any early warning signals or signs um, that you as highlighted or as seen or as noticed? I just wanted to draw your attention to the fact that from the trends, from by-elections conducted, violence has, has, has uh, marred almost all by-elections. Most times, the period leading to the election is the one that's chaotic and violence-prone. And in most instances, the election day itself is peaceful. And also, when you consider the lower level uh, 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 um, elections of the two main political parties, these were fraught with violence both for the SAPP and the APC in the recent past. But then what I can see, if every stakeholder in the electoral process perform their duties without preference, without fear of favor, sticking to the legal framework guiding how the elections should go, I am sure there will be no violence. But in the event where preferences are given and uh, some political parties are given opportunities and others are denied such opportunities, 
that will be a recipe for violence. So it all depends on how each stakeholder, the Electoral Commission's reunion, the, the, the political parties, registration commission, and the security apparatus, the way they perform their functions, that will to a large extent determine whether the June elections will be free of violence. So from your explanation as a nation, do we need to go home and sleep or do we um, have a lot to do or do we need to awake? Uh, are there issues we should be worried about? Well, the issues we should be worried about are what I have just outlined to you. For instance, if somebody feels aggrieved in the electoral process, the place to go is to the courts. But if they go to the courts and justice is delayed, they say justice delayed is justice denied. In events of that nature, dissatisfied persons may likely take the law into their hands. And that can be one outlet for violence breaking out. Or in a situation where the police or security apparatus are managing a situation and you see them uh, giving advantage to supporters of one political party as against the other, that also would be another outlet for violence. Because these are the institutions people rely on to keep the peace and to ensure that order is maintained. But if the law is applied disproportionately, then definitely there is going to be grievance, and that grievance might find its expression in violence. So, Reverend, one more to go, please. Um, your interactions with the EMBs, um, are they really ready with um, the PL? Well, uh, readiness, they say the, the day of planning is different from the day of battle. And uh, I don't know when they say the sweetness of the pudding lies in its eating. It is when the elections are actually approaching the main activity, like the distribution of the voter ID cards, like the nominations, the campaign period. Then the readiness of each of the EMBs will be put to the test. But for now, every EMB is saying that they are ready and on top of situations. Like I said earlier, we had a meeting with the Electoral Commission, Sierra Leone, yesterday. It was a very fruitful uh, meeting because we are both sides we are open and frank in their discussions. Uh, the Electoral Commission is saying, um, especially in the area of uh, uh, sharing knowledge about the PR, that they now have a strategy in place and that they will be going to do a series of trainings targeting their own very staff as they start and then uh, spreading that out to every level and to every institution so that people know exactly what the PR is and may go into the election with the full knowledge which will help inform the decisions that we'll make on the E-Day. So, so far, as an election expert, 
the preparatory stage of EMBs, including voter registration. Are you satisfied? The voter registration is over. The Electoral Commission has uh, publicized the, the final voters register. They have shown the, 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 the total figure, figure of uh, uh, registered voters. Uh, we are yet to see that register being challenged. For now, we've not seen anybody challenging that register either in court or otherwise. And so we think that has been put to rest. We should now be looking forward to other activities in the electoral process. You've been listening to Bridging Knowledge and Policy Elections podcast with me, Manuela Sandy, and my guest, Reverend James Lahai, the National Coordinator for the National Elections Watch New. This program is produced by Lucy E. Aliu. And for more information on IGL's research and advocacy, visit our website, igr.sl. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to follow, share, subscribe, and leave us a kind review.